and you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. Is Lisa and Jael Trinity? <laughs> I listen. I'm waiting on my my uh, my video to upload. I just finished um, recording uh, my my upload today for Facebook. And you know, I said, well, let me just be productive and uh, peruse the internet. <laughs> so listen. Listen, Shiloh, you're beautiful. I mean, you're a model, so I, I, you've been told that like a billion times. But I remember, now listen, I, do you remember my post? Did, do you follow me? Listen, I, <laughs> like three years ago, <laughs> do you remember? I posted about you and your parents and... I told them it was a, it was kind of a joke. I said I didn't know you were Jewish. <laughs> but listen, are you and three years ago, you, you know, you were younger, but you know, you're growing to be so beautiful. You're very pretty. Listen, guys, good job. Listen, Pitt, Jolie, good job, good job. You get a star. <laughs> No, I'm just reading an article, and uh, it has both of her children in the uh, in the picture, and uh, the article's about Shiloh, and I said she's going to be beautiful. God is a wonder. I'm going to get real church. God is a wonder. Listen. <laughs> y'all, y'all be good. God is a wonder. Okay, what else? Uh, this is this is on uh let's I guess I'm doing my 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 uh my news media perusing thing. It it was unintentional, but look, let me just keep going. Actor addresses rumors on being gay in a perfect way. Now I didn't I didn't read the article. He's he's a very attractive guy, but this is a bad picture. He should he should, he should sue. <laughs> For defamation of appearance. <laughs> Listen, okay, so y'all don't know this, but uh, <laughs> this guy, okay, who now plays on Abbott Elementary, right? Now, his name, his full name, Tyler James Williams. 
Now, many of you don't know this, but um, my kids and 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 him and his brother. Um, well, let me just say, my kids and his mother and his parents. Okay, let me put it this way: me and his aunt, his mother's sister, we went to the same church. Now, during the course of our careers in the entertainment industry, we, we would usually we ran into each other on auditions. Her kids, his mother's kids, and my kids. So I, I, one day I happened to look on the show, and it was a preview. It was a it was a clip, and I said, "That's not him." Is that's not him because <laughs> I hadn't seen him and I hadn't spoken or seen him in, in a very long time. And then I thought also, well, yeah, Kayla's Kayla's like twenty, Kayla's like twenty-seven, so that that's about right. But um, listen, hi, how are you? And listen, I I don't know what this says. Uh, <laughs> listen, I. I'm not going to dis- discuss his, his 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 sexuality, but but listen, I I've known him, and uh, as I know he's he's uh listen he's as straight as a pin that can't be bent. Uh, I said it wrong, but <laughs> I meant to say he's as straight as a straight pin that can't be bent. Do you understand what that means? Like you ever try and bend a straight pin? That pretty much hurts. So. <laughs> Let me see what he says. I listen. I I don't think he's gay. I I don't think he's gay. I'm I'm not gossiping, but I I'm just I'm just saying. I I, I don't think he's gay. Um, but that's I just wanted to you don't know that I knew him. You know how how we do. You know, listen. This is this is what we do in in black culture. I call it um. This segment is called, this part of the conversation that I'm having with you in a pre-recorded message is called, you know how we do. <laughs> listen, this is what we do. You grew up, listen, you grew up together, you went to school together, maybe since elementary, then middle school, then high school, you go your separate ways, maybe college, maybe he goes into acting, maybe he, maybe they go into, you know, vocational school, but they go their separate ways, but then like about 20 years later, you meet up at a barbecue as a family reunion, he heard from somebody else, and somebody else that you were going to be there, maybe not, but then he was in the area, dropped by, he's got a family, you got a family, you're, you're divorced, he's not, but his kid is like 22, now you act the now you at the barbecue and you listen you you're introducing him to somebody else that both of you know and you're like listen this is my godson this is your godson listen this is his godson and he, he's like he's I'm real proud of him he's he graduated college and listen he's look at his ride man look he's, he just said on the real nice real nice listen are you how long you know listen this is my godson I, I, I've been knowing his family for about 35 years <laughs> Hey, listen, he ain't cinnamon, he ain't cinnamon 32, but this is how we do in black culture. I, <laughs> I call it ES, exaggerating syndrome or an exaggerating spirit. This is how we do it. Yeah, I've been knowing him for about 32 years, 35 years, man, but he ain't seen him in about 30. 
that now. He's like 22 the last time I seen him, he was three years old. But he's so proud of him. He's like, yeah, man, this is my godson. And look, the whole barbecue for about three hours. He's like, this is my godson. Yeah, did, I, did, 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 did you meet my godson? <laughs> Listen, and there's something else we do. Listen. Black culture. I'm sorry. We t I'm telling on us today. Listen, we I call it ES, exaggerative spirit or exaggerative syndrome. I think I said this is my podcast already, but listen, I'm gonna repeat it and then I'm going to another article. So, <laughs> listen, we talking to one of our girlfriends. Listen, we at work. We're at work. And uh, we we got on this you know this nice shirt. It's, it's a nice blouse, you know. And she and, and your coworker who's also your friend compliment. That's a cool shirt. That that shirt is tight right there. Thank you so much. That's that you back a penny because I seen that in the magazine. Wow. And you said yeah, it, it, you know it, was it your birthday? No, was it Christmas? No, I just you know I treated myself. You play, you work hard, you play hard. She laughs, you laugh, and she says, no seriously, how much how much how much that set you back? Now you say, you know, she said, you say, what, you're thinking about the number. And then she's, oh, you know what? I seen it for like, man, that shirt was like $300. And you say, well, you know, well, you know, like I said, you work hard, you play hard. You got to treat yourself. Now you neither confirm nor deny that the shirt was $300. <laughs> little does she know, it's, little does she know that you think cotton is cotton and you got your shirt from H&M for 1999. But now she walks away thinking you paid $300 for a shirt. Or you got the shirt from uh, Nordstrom. It retailed $300, but it was off-season. They need to get rid of it. It was in a plus size. Everybody is petite. Nobody else wants it, so it was marked down to $12. <laughs> Listen, with that is black culture. That is black culture. <laughs> we have ES called exaggerative syndrome, exaggerative spirit. I could do I listen, I could do a whole set on this, but listen, let me go to another article. Uh okay, so listen, old friend. Uh glad to see you're doing well. Glad to see you're doing well. What else we have here? This is interesting. Um, this is this headline reads: Prince William's decision to stay in a bed and breakfast said a lot about the future king, according to a royal expert. Now, I when I glanced at the article, I thought it read: Prince William's decision to stay in bed. <laughs> And at breakfast, I said, well, this is one marriage that has longevity. <laughs> I, I, so let me move on because I'm trying, I'm trying to be, I, I'm trying to get adopted. So I can't, I can't stay parked here for long. So let me move on. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. 
Uh, what else? I'll do one more. One more. Now, here's an article. This is the last one. I, this podcast is going to be short. Okay. The headline reads, Black women and white women, colon, married men are not a wise choice. Now, I didn't read the article, as you know, because I'm perusing the internet, you know, uh, randomly. But, why just zero in on black and white women? I, I, why not say women? All women. You need to know. Listen. Listen, guys. Married men are not a wise choice. Not unless you're, uh, not unless you're a monarchy. If you're a monarchy, the, the rules are different. But if you're not a monarchy, you know, it's... The Bible says uh, infidelity and adultery is not good. So um, let's not do that, okay? Let's not date married men. No, let's not do that. But again, if you're a monarchy, it's 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 biblical. It's biblically um, uh, acceptable, um, as per the scriptures from the Old Testament with uh, Jacob. Turned Israel, his name, when God did a name change, and his wives, Leah and Rachel, who then gave birth to the 12 tribes of Israel, and uh, now known as the modern day church. So, uh, you know, yeah, let's, let's, let's move on there. And, and they know, and the women, women know, women know, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> It's it. They know this is we're past this. I I have faith in people and and and, and women. I I think that uh, they know. This is just this is my faith <laughs> in the in the female gender that we know better. Okay. Let's see. I mean, that was a short one. Let me go on. One more. want to uh, I just want to say I have nothing else to say <laughs> I don't want to I'm gonna I'm gonna end here um just listen okay hold on so one more article Game of Thrones star Jessica Henwick you don't quit the industry. The industry the industry quits you. Now I have a little story that I can relate to, Jessica. I I I have I have a, a little story. In the industry, it's a little terminology or a little term called being blackballed. It's called being blackballed. In which you are disowned, excommunicated, and you are not considered part of the industry. No one will work with you. No one will talk to you. No one will throw you a bone. Okay? Listen. You are done. So. There was a time. 
that during the course of me and my children's careers, um, this happened to us. Now, it wasn't my fault. I'm a very integral person. My children are beautiful. And we are a gorgeous family. We are full of uh, gifts and talents. And had we not been blackballed, I, we would have flourished completely. We would have, quote unquote, arrived. And we uh, would have been able to perform on a, on a major platform as artists and actors. So to say that you don't quit the industry, the industry, the industry quits you, it's, it's not really true, but I can relate to this statement. Now, you don't quit the industry. You should at one point say enough is enough, not because the industry uh, is a bad thing. We need entertainment. We need you. We need to laugh. We need to be emotional. We need to... Come home from work, kick up our feet, and turn in a good movie. We need drama. We need action. We need comedy. We need a good TV show. We we need you. So, but there is a time to say, it's, uh, it's time to leave. It's time to exit. Every good athlete knows that you exit on top. That ain't come out right. <laughs> Every, you know, every, every, uh, every good athlete, though, they know what I mean. You know, you, you take your belt and, 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 and you, you know when it's time. You know, and sometimes you can feel it in your gut. Some, sometimes there's just so many red flags, uh, up in your life that, you know, waving in the air, you know, everything from just no passion anymore to just, on being unhappy with what you're doing to, you know, maybe you're not getting along with your co-workers. Maybe you even hate the way the director chooses food at lunch. I mean, all these things, <laughs> all these things, like, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. So there is a time, you know, to retire and pass the baton and find purpose on another lane going down another street that will live eventually end in glory with God where you will have legacy and purpose fulfilled so with that being said you do quit the industry and you, you should get to the point where you say it's been nice I thank God for the opportunity but there is another avenue I must take until I transition from here. I often say that you're never too good for God to replace. I, I had to say this to someone because I was on a call with him and he got a little cocky. And I said, look, you think it's funny, but you are never too good for God to replace. Because despite how you feel and what you think, there is always somebody better than you. Because God does all things new. You think he just stopped creating when you were born? No. So there is somebody be coming behind you as you move on. So you do get to the point where you, you must do self-evaluation and say, if you become tired and less passionate, overworked, burnt out, 
down, depressed, and you decide to sit with the extras in the holding area because you don't like the way the director chews. <laughs> so, you know, with that being said, um, and sometimes the industry does quit you. It did. It, it happened to me and my children. It was not our fault. A rumor got out that I, I, I said something I didn't say. And I did something I didn't do. And I'll, I'll tell you real quick so that you don't have to, uh, you know, um, assume. So there was some, there was some uh, financial discrepancies with my then lawyer. Uh, with, not lawyer. With my then manager. And she was managing both me and my children at the time. So I was with her first. And then when I gave birth to my kids, I mean, they had been working since they had been born. I mean, I literally, they were doing uh, modeling. They were doing print work from literally the day they were, like, they must very, you know, few months old. I, of course, waited until they got their uh, um, vaccines, their vaccinations at that time. And, um... So they had been working a very long time um, when we got blackballed. And they were booking just about everything they were going on. I was working. They were working. and But the problem was she was holding on to the checks too long. And we were, you know, I was a single parent. I relied on the money. So, you know, I I, I had, they had dance classes. They had, they had piano lessons. They, they had vocal practice. They had... They had sports. They they I they had you know they had tutors. They I I I had rent. I was renting. I was raising two uh, children on my own, and I used you know I I saved what I could, but I used I was using the money to give them a, a really good life. You try raising two children uh, as a single parent with no man in the house. Working in the industry is an extremely huge blessing, and you're giving you're you're being given opportunities that some will never see. So we relied on the money. I enjoyed taking them on vacation once or twice a year, while the while they're while they're friends in school. Because at the time we were in the hood and in, in in a suburb, it was the hood though, and uh, while some of their friends, you know. Were on welfare and you know uh, their families, you know, not doing too well, and God afforded us a beautiful, a beautiful life while working in the industry. Now, fast forward some years later, this is this is what I mean when I said it, it got a little complicated. I mentioned this in another podcast. Um. Word got out that I, 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 her, okay, let me back up. The manager, my manager and my mother got into a really big argument. My mother claimed that she was stealing money. Now, I told my mother she wasn't. I said, no, you, y'all just need to, no, she wasn't. But my mother, uh, Called her and, and gave her. Listen, she let her have it. Let she let this particular manager have it. She and they argued, and I said, oh. "They." She is totally calling this lady names and yelling. This is no good for us because we were. They had left. My siblings and my mother left uh, 
this manager. But me and my kids were still with this manager. Now, I can concur she was holding on to the checks. But I, listen, if you know me, 32 years corporate, you know, I, I keep track of the numbers. I keep track of, I keep track of the checks. I had a spreadsheet. I had, uh, I had books two different ways and two different softwares just so I can cross reference when I, if I missed the check. So I knew she wasn't stealing, but I, uh, but I could concur she was holding on to the checks too long. Because I would call, see, I, I had numbers. I, I, listen, I don't play with them. I don't play with our money. So I was doing my, uh, invest, you know, my, my regular, my, my check, my checkups when I, when I noticed a check was a little late and I would call and, and the representative said, Lisa, we sent that check out four months ago, four months ago, four months ago, four months ago. Come to find out, she told me, the manager told me she only does her books quarterly and I had to wait another quarter for my checks. I said, no, this is not right. So you get your cut. I wait almost a half a year for checks and I got two kids and I'm a single parent and we're working. I said, no. So I I said, we have to, dip, we have to part because she said the only way she would work with us is she continued to get the money first and take her cut and then give it to us secondary. I said, it's not going to work. I said, it's not fair. I shouldn't have to, you know, my, I said, I said, no, you live in your lavish apartment. You, you, you're spending our money. You, your bills are being paid on time. And I got to wait for my kids, uh, money. And, and I got to explain to her dance coach why, or her, or his, or his, or his football coach, why I can't buy the uniform this week. It's a no, it's a no. So I didn't leave on a nasty note, but I did explain to her. I said, look, I love you. I've known you for a very long time, but this is not going to work. And I, on top of that, I was, you know, I was pressured by uh, my mother to leave, but I, I really did feel in my heart, it just wasn't working. I couldn't live like that. And it wasn't fair to my children. So word got back that she did that to me, that she started telling everybody in the industry that I lied and said she was stealing money. I said I never said that. When I asked what happened with the relationship between myself and that manager, I said there was financial discrepancies. That is what I used. I used that exact term. I said there were financial discrepancies. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to disclose all my business. So I said financial discrepancies. And so this particular manager, she I hate to say she sabotaged our careers. After that, she had made so many calls throughout the industry that no one would work with us. And every time we did get a go see or when we were booked on, when we when we were uh, excuse me when when anytime we did go sees, anytime we had appointments, um. They, they wanted us. They wanted to sign us. We said, we want to sign you, but only if you go back to this person. You've got to be kidding me. That's the deal. Well, no deal. I said, no deal. I said, this is, I said, this is not smart on, on, this is not smart for you. You're willing to let three, three of us, all three of us go? I said, this is not smart. Because at the time we were working with all the major agents in New York. So uh, I said, so I understand, Jessica. That I, I know I took the scenic route, the commercial, the scenic route to this, to this, to make this point. But I understand what you mean by you don't quit the industry 
the industry quits you. So we were blackballed back in, it, it was, it's, we were blackballed, me and my kids, for no reason. For no reason. And uh, it wasn't fair. We were, we're a great family. We're a gorgeous family. And we, we're full of gifts and talents. And it, it just wasn't right. And that was a lie. So I need to disclose that because for those who are in the in, who are in the industry, you need to know that you know I I didn't say those things, and um, we were bamboozled. I just you know I I and I loved her. You know there are times I confided in her, and I would just go over sometimes after an audition and sit and chat with her. But right is right, and wrong is wrong, and, and it was just wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. So I know what it feels like to have to start from scratch and try it again. <laughs> so, um, but it's 28 minutes into my podcast and I just, so just, you know, just be encouraged for those who are actors and musicians and singers and dancers and you're trying to get into the business. Listen, what's for you is for you. I just toured on my video. Uh, <laughs> it's not a. I, I upl- I'm uploading a Facebook video uh, right after I finish this recording on this podcast, and it's called uh, "Beyond Your Wildest Dreams," and um, it's based on First Corinthians chapter two, verses nine. So, in your private time with God, read the scripture. In translation, that's what that scripture means. Beyond your wildest dreams. And dreams of that which you have and visualize. But they're always bigger than yourself. When they're always bigger than yourself. It's a beautiful thing. Because that means it is God who can do it for you. If you could do it for yourself. It's it's not that much of a dream. But when you have a dream and you are a visionary when the dream is much bigger than yourself it is just right for God to make come true and I'm still waiting to enter my beautiful Canaan my promised land and I'm still waiting to uh, achieve that which I have in my heart to do but I have no doubt Caleb I'm recording But I have no doubt, and I am full of faith, and I want you to be as well. Okay, so have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy the rest of your evening. This has been a Lisa Ann Giles podcast. God loves you, and I dig it. Thank you for joining Alisa Ann Giles podcast, where my motto is, you could always be a better version of who you were before. You could always be a better version of who you were before.